0: Welcome to Spark London, we tell true stories, we tell them live, and we tell them all across London. This story was told by Simon Mason in August 2013, where the theme was planes, trains and automobiles. Um, it's been a strange sort of day, um, I've had some sort of nervous breakdown and my ex-wife just threatened to have me sectioned, so I agreed to do this thinking that the day couldn't possibly get any worse, it might. So I'm on the roof of this abandoned shopping centre in Hume, Manchester and there's a rave going on about 50 feet below me. I'm absolutely off my tits on ecstasy and cocaine and all that sort of stuff. It is the mid-90s after all, that's what you kind of did back then. Um, And it was also my job, not to be off my tits but to help other people get off their tits. Anyway, so I'm on the roof of the shopping centre and I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking... I've got to be in Glasgow in about 12 hours and I've lost my employers. My employers were the band who had hired the van to take them from Hume, Manchester, because they're from Manchester, to the Tea in the Park Festival because they're playing a gig the next day. I have no idea where I am and I'm chatting to this young lady and she keeps saying, You're in Hume, you're in Hume. I'm like, I'm not at home, Home's London. She goes, No, you're in Hume, you're soft, soft. Southern... No, I'm in... I got really confused and I stood up and I fell off the roof and uh, sort of slid down the side of the wall and ended up in this rave and they were playing some music which I didn't like very much so I decided that I was going to leave not realising that I'd forgotten where I was staying that night so... Um, I got my mobile phone out at midnight, it was about this big, I kind of pulled it out, and I went, hello! And I rang this number and they said, you have to come to this address, and I didn't know where the address was either, so I got a taxi. So that's the first link, I got a taxi from the roof that I'd fallen off to the address of the singer of the band who were due to play at this festival the next day in Glasgow. Um, he wasn't in, so I had to break in. I broke in through the window, the alarm went off, the police turned up, Thankfully he came back before the police decided they were going to arrest me or indeed go and look inside the flat. Inside the flat was my work for the weekend which was in a bag like that. My work for the weekend, in case you hadn't already guessed, came in lots of little plastic bags. Um, about 20 years prison time, I would have guessed, at that point. So the singer comes back. He tells the police that I'm not actually breaking into his flat and I'm allowed to stay there. We then decide to open up my bag of goods for the weekend and um, seeing as it's too late to go to sleep, just stay awake a bit longer. So that's what we do. So we stay awake a bit longer. The next link, because it's trains, planes and automobiles, is when the white van containing the rest of his van turn up at 8 o'clock in the morning and we all jump in and trundle on our merry way up the motorway towards Glasgow. I should mention at this point that um, I'm not here to tell anyone that they should take drugs. It's not a good, it wasn't a very good idea for me, but at the time it seemed like a very good idea and I used to do quite a lot of it. I don't do it anymore and I certainly don't sell them anymore, but I used to, but that's not a good idea either anyway. Anyway. Um, However, what's worse than actually selling drugs is staying awake for three days when you have a bag full of drugs with your fingerprints all over them and the guy driving the white van that you are in with the, va- with the rest of the people who are going to this gig in Glasgow, um, we put into a service station. They're from Manchester so They obviously have to run in and steal everything out of the shop even though they've got plenty of money. I've never quite figured that out, but they, they did do that. And I'm starting to get a little bit paranoid. I've got my bag, I'm sitting on the back of the van, waiting for them to come out of the service station. They come out and they've got stuff, stuff, pasties and all that kind of shit which they'd stolen. I, at this point, am trying to figure out what will happen should the police decide that, um, if they start searching us, how long I'm going to spend in prison because of the contents of my bag. So I look around the van, And you've got the guy that writes the songs, um, the producer of the record they just released, his girlfriend, the rest of the band, and two roadies, a driver and a driver's mate. The driver, unfortunately, has forgotten that the van he is driving, the white van, runs on petrol and not diesel as he's putting diesel into it. We get... Ten minutes up the road, which puts us roughly a couple of miles outside Carlisle, which is not the sort of place that I've ever been to before or indeed would want to go to again and certainly not the place that I want to break down in a white van with Oasis and a bag full of drugs. To make matters worse, Oasis then decide to pass the time whilst the air are on their way to come and pick us up, and to make things even more um, obvious that you know we perhaps shouldn't have decided to stay up for three days. That they're going to start playing frisbee. So they start playing frisbee. Why the fuck they've got a frisbee on them? I don't know. They have got a frisbee on them, and so they decide they're going to play frisbee across the three lanes of the motorway. Sorry, the six lanes of the motorway. So Bonehead and Griggs go over that side with the two roadies. Noel and his mate and the producer of the record are standing here. I'm in the van looking at my bag going, for fuck's sake, I've got about 25 years worth of jail in this bag. Can you stop fucking playing Frisbee? They don't listen to me. The man from the AA turns up in his yellow van. See, I'm sticking to the theme here. And says, OK, the problem is you've put diesel in the petrol van. The van's fucked um, we're going to have to leave it here and get a tow truck to take you. Where are go in, Glasgow. That's about three hours away. When have you got to be there? In about three hours. I can only take four people. Liam hasn't come with us, so I'm thinking well, it's going to be Noel Griggs, Bonehead and whatever the drummer was called, the guy with the curly hair. Um, at that point, I really start to get super paranoid thinking, so I'm going to be stuck here with two roadies, the producer of the record, the third Gallagher brother who was never very famous and a bag containing a load of drugs that have got my fingerprints all over them that I really don't want the police who are driving past slowly having a good look at us to get their hands on because I don't want to go to jail because I have a pathological fear of getting bummed to death. Noel Gallagher then makes a decision that probably has resonated for the rest of my life. He looks at me, he looks at the rest of his band, he goes, right, well obviously I'm going because I'm Noel Gallagher and I write the songs and I've got to do press. Owen, you're coming because you produced the record. He then looks at the guy who played drums with the curly hair, bonehead and grins and goes, you lot can fucking stay here, Simon's coming with me and we get in the van, at which point my ego explodes I get my bag of stuff, climb into the AA van, we go up to Glasgow, we arrive at the backstage compound of the Tea in the Park Festival, I realise that I've left my wallet in the van, my wallet has about 7,000 quid in it, which is what I was supposed to pay the guy in Glasgow for all the drugs that I've just bought up from Manchester. <laughs> Noel decides that that's not really that important, and... Um, I have to agree with him, I suppose, at that point. I hadn't been to sleep for four days at this point. Um, and we walk through the backstage area. I get a pass that basically says I'm with him, I can do what I want. He kind of sashes up towards the backstage area, which is full of all the various great and good of the London and other wide uh, record industry, who come running, acknowledged, come running towards Noel Gallagher. I'm thinking, right, they're going to talk to him. I can slide off and sort this shit out. But because no one in Scotland seems to have any drugs, which is incredible, I don't think that ever happened, but it did happen that weekend, they completely bypass him, mob me, I sell all the drugs, get my seven grand back, and go and check into a hotel where I remain for the rest of the day. Thank you very much. Simon's book, Too High, Too Far, Too Soon Tales from a Dubious Past, is out now. Spark London are teaming up with radio storytellers in the dark for a unique night of stories and short docs. It will be at our regular Hackney open mic on the 9th of September. Come up and share your story and we'll play you a little audio cure from In the Dark's fantastic playlist. That's Spark London versus In the Dark. Monday 9th of September at the Hackney Attic. Full details at sparklondon.com.